How's it going? This is Jay Cross with Let's Talk with Jay Cross. And I'm traveling again. How you doing? Just crossed into the United States and uh, feeling blessed on today. God is so good, so merciful. And for all my people out there, all my believers in the way, you know, God's doing some tremendous, amazing new things. I want to talk about the grace of God on today. You know, it's it's a subject that needs to be addressed. Uh, if you hear some bumping and moving going on, I am driving. I am driving again. And uh, listen, you know, God has done some amazing things in my life. And there were times when we need to talk about the details, the, 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 the smaller things that God has delivered us from or is working in us or out of us. And, you know, it's funny, I was in line today and, and um, driving through um, Mexico into the borderline. And um, before I got there, I, I put money in, okay? 200 pesos. It's roughly $10, $11, something around there. And I put this in the gas tank so that I could... Um, would have a sufficient amount of gas to cross the border. Now, I had gas already, so, you know, I would have enough, okay? I had more than enough to cross. I put the first 100 pesos in, okay? For those of you who know me, I like to eat. So, I'm thinking, okay, 100 in, a hundred pesos, we'll get some tacos in the border, we're good. I'm driving and for some reason the hand's not moving, the, the, the needle, it's not moving. So I have to stop reluctantly, okay? Any, once again, if you know me, you understand I like eating. But I had to make a crucial decision and the decision was put the other hundred pesos in or and I mean, or put gas, you know, buy some food so I could get something, have something to eat. So I made the right decision. Stomach says no, you know, like R. Kelly see my mind's telling me no, but my body, well, I believe that I made the right choice and I put gas in, but along the way, I noticed that the needle still hadn't moved and I'm wondering what's going on? What is going on? How is it that I've placed 200 pesos in and the needle hasn't moved at all? As a matter of fact, it looks like I have less gas than I did when I started before I put the finance in. So now I'm nervous and I'm in line and I'm looking and I'm watching. Now understand me, I'm in this line and I know I might not have enough gas to make it across the border, so I'm very focused. I'm watching what line I get in or what lane. And I'm watching and then I'm looking at traffic and, and as traffic moves, I notice that they, uh, the people in my line, some of them are shifting to the next line. Some are jumping to two lines. But I said, I'm going to be very careful because sometimes they jump to a line that's false. It's not a real line. Understand that. It's not a real line. And at the end, you're stuck. Okay? 
uh, without a passageway out or a pathway out. So I noticed that they were jumping two lines. I said, I will jump one line and I'll be very careful. So I'm careful. I jump that line. I'm in that line and I'm praying. I'm prayerful. I'm focused because I know there's a possibility I might not have enough gas to make it across. So I did my due diligence. I, I put gas in the car and it was a sufficient amount to cross, but for some reason it wasn't showing as such. So what I did was I stayed focused in that line. I followed the traffic in that line and I made sure that I had enough awareness of what was going on to to make the right choices and the right decisions. I wasn't playing games because you don't want to run out of gas crossing the border. It doesn't work well. So, needless to say, I end up in another line. Now I'm following another car and this car seems to have a driver who knows what he's doing. So I cross into that other line with this guy and believe it or not, this line moves me right through the border so fast which was good because if I waited more time in the line then I could possibly run out of gas and I didn't want to do that so it worked out very well for me why because I stayed focused I, I could have stayed in the back and I probably would have ran out of gas because I'm following the wrong person or the wrong people or I end, end up in the wrong line and then I, I realized, like, wow, this is this is kind of how it's going to be with the rapture. I mean, we're preparing for the rapture. We're preparing to go with, we believe, our Lord and our Savior. Now, this is the part where it gets kind of, kind of scary. But in scary, we know that the, the, the cure is faith. Okay, but listen, faith isn't dumb. Faith, faith sees okay and it knows what's real and it understands that we have to trust God to get us there okay as we put our effort in okay uh, Peter had to get out of the boat in order to um, find that miracle of walking on water okay and so we can't sit in the boat and say, I I'm expecting a miracle. We have to get out and walk. That's where the self-work comes in. And I want you to understand something as I'm saying this, and I'm gonna, I won't forget what I'm trying to say. We, 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 we Christians down self-help programs. And what I mean down them, they say, they, they talk against them and, and you have to go through a process, a church in church, you know, and and then faith-based programs at, at times they they bash Christianity and oh it's just it's something old and foggy and, and it's not real but then yet they go to things that are very Antiguan, uh, a very very old, um, um, uh, uh, very antiquated um, forms of religion. Okay, so I believe there is something in using them both. Okay, because I was raised in church, but then I also uh, was a part of a community uh, in that I was a counselor in a community for years. So I understood how both really work in harmony together in a most amazing way. If you're going through a process of removing or overcoming habits, um, 
replacing, I like to say, bad habits with good habits, because we all know that we don't change habits. We either replace one with another, okay, or we will continue to return back to the same habit, okay, Um, or return to the same habit. Now, in saying that, I support self-help programs. I support positivity. I support um, positive thinking. I support all of those things. But at the same time, I do support faith in God. I do support faith in the creator. I do support the Holy Spirit. I do support that God gives us the ability, okay, to get wealth. Understand where I'm going with this. At the same time, as we are going out and producing with our hands, he is blessing what is in our hands, like Jesus with the five, the fish in, in, in the loaves of bread. Understand, he didn't, he could have done it out of nothing, but I think he wanted us to understand a principle. Give me something to work with. And I believe God is telling a lot of people today, give me something to work with. You, you want to have friends, but you're mean. Change that mean attitude. You, you, wanna, you want to marry, but you, you haven't worked on your credit. You're not working on your, your hygiene. You're not working on your grooming. You're not working on your body. You're not working on you. And that's why I do love a lot of the programs, because they talk about these things. We can't just pray and expect God to, boom, all of a sudden work a miracle and we have the perfect hair. No, we have to work at these things. We have to work at what's best for us, but not get lost in that to the point where we don't see God's hand in it and working with us as we are moving forward and producing with our own hands. See see what I'm saying? So I'm in this line and I, I, I do cross. I'm like, oh, wow, thank you, Lord. I crossed. I made it. I'm not stuck in line uh, or have ran out of gas. And I'm sitting there with that face that you have when you (laughs) have ran out of gas and people are looking at you and they're wondering what's going on. And you're stuck and you know you have to get out and literally walk miles to a gas station. It's a horrible situation. But I'll tell you one that's worse. Not making the rapture. That would be worse because now you know there is no um, there's no out you're going to go through the tribulation period you're going to be there you're going to have to go through everything with your eyes wide open and it says that those that believed and knew about God before the rapture that they will be turned over to strong delusions it's a death sentence not a good thing. I think a little bit bad, worse than, probably a lot worse than running out of gas. But I believe that what God is doing at this point is he is literally testing us. He is refining us. He's running tests. We call them beta tests. And when, it talk, when we're talking about software and hardware, um, I believe that what he's doing is he's allowing us to see these near misses. He's, allowed, he's showing us our behaviors because now we're all focused on the rapture because we're seeing a lot of prophecy being fulfilled all at one time. We're seeing uh, a lot of horrific actions uh, from people like Bill Gates and various other people who are talking about um, killing off large, large percentages of the population. This is crazy talk, but the conspiracists have talked about this for years. Zero growth population. 
what does that mean? It means that we kill off a certain amount so that we don't have a tremendous growth um, of, of humans on this earth blocking out the sun. Are, are you serious? But yes, he has enough money to do that. But he had to stay quiet long enough to produce amount of money necessary to be able to say, I don't care about your opinion. I'm rich. I can do what I want. So in this time of Israel rebuilding the temple and and, and presidents uh, just losing their minds. And now, you know, those who have been in control of this world, um, Luciferians now popping up, you know, with their, their doctrine and their, and, their, and their plans right in our faces. Now we're looking to heaven. Now we're saying the rapture is about to take place. It's serious. But God has been talking to us. He's been prepping us for years. But now it's gotten serious. Now this is this is this is this is the week right before the Olympics. Now now you've been training your whole life. You know what's right and wrong. You understand what to do. But now the Olympics is just it's just a week away. You know, it's just a couple of weeks away. It's just a month away. And now you you're on that you're on that four week plan now. Oh, you're four weeks out. Okay, any bodybuilder understands that when you're four weeks out, oh, it's crucial now, you know. Now you're not playing. Now, now you're watching your 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 carbs and your your you're watching you know your uh, your water and and all the way down to the last moment. Now you're you're sipping you know and you're, you you everyone has a different formula. God has a different formula for each person. Don't think that your formula is the same as another's. Don't look at another person's life and think that you're going to be able to do it the way they did it. You're not going to get out of this planet the way that they get out of this planet. It will be the same door, but believe you me, God is using different methods with each person to get us through that door. Understand, it is a self-realization. It is an awakening in you individually. In your individual self, you will understand God in a way that no one else can understand God. Just you will understand in that way because God is using that personality that you have and the way that you see things and the way that you understand things and the way that you feel things to help you to understand who Christ is, who he is as a father. Everything that has ever happened to you, if you were molested, if you were raped, if you were abused, if you were laughed at, if you were out ostracized, if you were criticized, if you were chastised in a way that you felt or well chastised that's an old word I'm, I think I'm giving my age out now or, or you were hurt in some way everything God is using all of that he's going to use and he has been using all of that to get you to this very point that you're at right now today listening to this you've never been alone he's always been with you through all your crazy ideas and all your mixed up worlds. He's been a true light and a beacon of hope shining in every moment of darkness in your life. In every crisis, through every crisis, self-realization becomes self-actualization. So now that you understand the realization of who God is to you, in you particularly. And what do I mean? What do I mean? I mean that God will make himself real to you in the way that is more real to you than anyone else. That's what I mean. 
He will show you what you need to take off. And what you need to take off isn't the same thing that others need to take off. Now, there are general things that we all need to take off. You might want to take off murder, stealing, lying, raping, pillaging, uh, fighting. These are things that are just non-negotiables, okay? But there were particular things that God would have you to take off. And when I say take off, I mean not do those things anymore. It might be certain pastimes. God might tell you not to watch TV anymore. He might tell you to leave Facebook or Instagram. He might say, I want you to dress this way from now on. Or I want you to talk to guys or girls this way. Or I don't want you to go to that place anymore. I want you to let that friend go. He will give you specific, and he is doing that at this moment, instructions before leaving earth. Yes, we listen to the preachers. Yes, we we listen in general. And yes, we read the word of God, but there are specific orders that God will give each one of us that we as an individual need, will need, or will need to do to leave this earth and to go back with him. I hope you understand what I'm saying. It's a real time and it's a moment that we need to make. So don't look at anyone else's life. I was saying something the other day that really struck me hard because I was frustrated with a person and it came to me because of who that person is and their relationship with God. I believe they're going to make it to heaven doing those things where I could actually go to hell doing those things or being upset with that person for doing those things and acting out. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Let me say it again. There are people that are at the right level that God would have them to be at. There are people that are on the level that God wants them to be on in order to make it to heaven. But you... You're at a different level, so he's expecting different things from you. Like your children. You don't expect your your two-year-old to do the same things as your four-year-old or your five-year-old, your eight-year-old. And same respect, you wouldn't expect a person in, in elementary school to be at the same level uh, of understanding as a person in college. You're looking at them differently. And then also, there are people who were raised a certain way and they have gone through certain abuses and certain difficulties and so God accepts some of the things that they do but he knows that you were raised a certain way and he's not going to accept that from you now I'm not making an excuse for anyone but I'm saying listen to God's voice he'll tell you what you need to do to get out of here to make it to heaven why because this world isn't getting better all of the all of the peace talks and all of the moments that we're having here where people are trying every time it's I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now don't get mad at me but trying to trying to heal this world is like plastic surgery I mean have you seen some of these people who have the money to actually buy whatever they want for their face and bodies they turn into some of the most horrible looking monsters that you've ever seen it's it's painful to see a human being cut themselves and mar themselves in a way 
God had it right the first time, but you felt that you needed to, to do some cutting yourself and you thought you could be God. And guess what? That nose doesn't fit you. That Those lips don't work for you. That, 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 raising your cheekbones and sucking this out and pulling this up and moving that away and shifting that around, none of that worked for you. And that's what's happening on this planet. We are trying to make something beautiful that is ugly now. And the only way that we escape is by trusting in God and obeying him and living beautifully on this earth. If you want to see something beautiful on this earth, you say, wow, you said that earth, yeah, it's, it's ugly. It is. In all its splendor and beauty, it's ugly because of the way that we treat each other human beings. It doesn't matter how beautiful our house is. If the family does not love each other, they don't love one another. So yeah, it's an ugly world. I don't care about the water and the trees and the mountains and what's beautiful, what looks beautiful. If the humans that are living here can't get along, can't love, won't love one another, then it's not a beautiful world. You see what I'm saying? So if you want this world to be beautiful, love someone, be kind to a stranger, talk to someone in a kind way that you would never talk to. Reach out to someone that you would never reach out to. It's time. For those who believe in God and for those who do not believe in God or believe in a different God, I believe the conscious mind inside of you understands who is the real God. It's the God of love. But also as a parent, you understand that there is a part of love that says, I need to spank, I need to talk, I need to correct, I need to deal with this behavior in my child. In whatever form you choose to do the, do so, you are going to, you will correct that behavior. And at a certain point, you will need to punish that behavior. Why? Because that is the way human beings are wired. Now, there are extremes. I will give you that. We need to be careful for that. But in one way or another, in some one form or another, we will correct our children's negative behaviors so that we, so that they can live in peace and have a better chance at peace. So understand something today. I believe that God is definitely moving. I believe that he is testing us to prepare us. You better believe that the next time I get into the line to cross the border, I'm going to put not just what I feel is sufficient, but beyond that, over the amount that I feel I need. I will make sure. Why? Because I want to ride through in peace and not worry. And I believe that you can do the same thing. I can believe that we can get to a place in Christ where we're not worried whether we will make it to heaven or not. We are so full of God, so full of his love, his kindness, his joy, his peace, patience, that we will not literally just sweep through, but we will make it. So on the day I'm talking about the grace of God, his grace is in correcting us and chastising us and talking to us and not testing us in a negative way. See, God tests while the devil tempts. 
So understand that I believe that he is testing us, helping us. What do we do in school? We want our children to accomplish something. We want them to learn something, to understand something so that they can be better, um, have a better future so they can get a better job. So we test them. And so what God will do is he will, in that test, show you where you are with your anger, with animosity, with pride, with frustration. And then he'll show you the way of escape, show you how to get out of that. This is Jay Cross telling you that you are definitely living in the most amazing and spectacular time in history. Let us not fail. Let us look to the heavens. Let us trust God. Let us love one another. This is Jay Cross. Let's talk with Jay Cross.